Welcome to For the Love of Books, Bees Books Edition, a podcast by North Lancashire Libraries. Hello, this is Barry. And this is Jenny. And we're here to talk about Bees, Bees Books. books. <laughs> we, we did it finally, our last episode of December 2023. Indeed, mm-hmm. yes. So uh, this theme, this Theme, yes, this theme. (laughs) (laughs) This time, the theme that B gave us was feeling festive. Feeling festive. Feeling festive. Yeah, we're still not quite sure what she was getting at. No, but, um, no. it could be like sinister. It could be happy go lucky. It could yes. be mystery. Yes. Yes. So, yes. Um, before we get to the books, could I ask you what makes you feel festive? Oh, no, glitter. Oh, I can see it on your face. So obviously, you've just come yes. in. Uh-huh. Yes. yes. Oh, glitter makes you festive. Yeah, sparkly, like joy. Oh, I love yes. it. Uh-huh. I think what for me, um, sweets, like oh. desserts, but a very specific kind of sweet because I remembered it from my childhood. So, like, I think Indian festive is different. Mm-hmm. And your hot chocolate. Because here it feels like that's the kind of, mm-hmm. you know, like. When it gets darker, that's what I'm looking forward to. Mm-hmm. And that yep. it just feels cosy and there's lights twinkling about and just the hot chocolate. So. Oh, that is. That does sound very festive and cosy. Mm-hmm. And on a day like this, when it's just horrible and miserable and wet and just not Christmassy or festive at all, that's kind of what you want. Well, you say that. So, like, cosy is actually the theme that I chose, or, oh. well, sort of chose, in two very different directions. Excellent. So, my first uh, book that I chose is called Bookworm, A Memoir of Childhood Reading by Lucy Mangan. And your face does have a question mark on it, because you're like, how is this feeling festive? I will explain. But my other thing mm-hmm. is something that I mentioned to you and our co-worker outside. It's a murder mystery crime show set in Tasmania called Deadlock, which is also very festive. I'll tell you how <laughs> like both these very different kinds of festive and both of the, which are tied to coziness in oh. uh, some way or the other. I'm liking the cover of your book. Isn't they it beautiful? beautiful covers. Um, but looking at that just glancingly, mm-hmm. kind of Halloween jumps out at me. Oh, because of the black cat and the witch's hat. Yeah, and there's a wee spider there. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, so I'm interested. There's a mouse in a cape, so the mouse is joining in the Halloween oh. as well. Yeah, <laughs> a vampire mouse. Yeah. Oh, oh maybe. Yes. Maybe. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, that's oh, my two nice. offerings for the festive season. So I have went down the um, kind of nice, oh, fluffy Christmas. Lovely. This is not my usual kind of book, yeah. but it is the Christmas Bookshop by Jenny Colgan. Mm-hmm. Are we saying? Um, and it's set in Edinburgh. Um, at Christmas Very and nice. it's one of those books that just has all the ingredients that you want for a nice cosy book to read in oh, one lovely. go with a big hot chocolate lovely my second offering oh you have another secret offering. is a crime <gasps> book um, oh. and it is Hercule Poirot's Christmas um, by Agatha Christie mm-hmm. um, so I went both ways yes so that's, that's quite good I'm interested why is bookworm a festive so this very excited you asked. Uh, so th- I knew that this is what I was going to be talking about. So I'm not I'm not a religious person, mm-hmm. and Christmas doesn't have as big a significance to me as it does to a lot of people, including you, because mm-hmm. we celebrated Christmas in India uh, along with other festivals. Uh, but other festivals sort of had more of an impact on my childhood because, like Ganpati and Diwali and things like that. So here, um, I mean, Christmas is a thing. Like, obviously, the whole world is celebrating Christmas here. 
but what I look forward to are like these kind of made up traditions or traditions that have sort of adopted mm-hmm. so hot chocolate being one um, cr- watching Christmas movies throughout the month of December being Absolutely. another and one of the traditions that I discovered relatively recently is fr- comes from all the way from Iceland, oh. uh, which I don't know if you've heard of this fantastic tradition they have. So it's called the Christmas Book Flood. Oh, what a fantastic name oh. to start off with. <laughs> so they've been doing this for a few decades now. Mm-hmm. Iceland is apparently a super bookish country. Mm-hmm. And every Christmas Eve, the tradition is that they gift their friends and family books for Christmas Eve and they the tradition is that they sit on Christmas Eve and read the book either with like hot chocolate oh. and get all cozy or oh. like with a non-alcoholic ale but like that's become their mm-hmm. thing so much so that the most amount of books are sold at that time oh. and everybody in I think in September October uh, like in the autumn they get a free book catalogue everybody in the whole country and they just it's just it's a thing that you just go and pour over Ooh. and see what you're going to buy for each other so i connected that to this mm-hmm. well it's this bookworm is basically like it says a memoir of childhood reading so it's part memoir she talks about all the books that she loved growing up like mm-hmm. reading and it's also sort of part a history of children's literature so she talks about much like older books mm-hmm. so through uh, the books that she's read but also through the books that she's encountered she's going and talking about the history in the UK and the US as well but most importantly I think it's just a love letter to children's books oh. and it just makes me feel like I'm only about halfway through it mm-hmm. but it has so much joy and personality and she's just you know she talks about a lot of these books I've read as well mm-hmm. but a lot of them I haven't but the way that she talks about them I obviously have a big children's book sort of yes. you know I work <laughs> with it but I think even for those who don't but who grew up maybe sharing books with their family or as a grown-up shared books with like younger members of their family mm-hmm. it's just she writes with so much warmth and uh, you know just she loves books you can tell mm-hmm. and it's also really funny she has a lot of like snide asides and Ooh. just it's just <laughs> it's just fantastic so I would fully recommend so this is a book that if not for these books mm-hmm. uh, I would have like read on Christmas Eve as a part ah. of the book flood mm-hmm. but I'm gonna have to now look for another to you know book mm-hmm. to accompany my chocolate hot chocolate <laughs> but yes that is my oh. so I am feeling festive I started early but yes this is my offering <laughs> it sounds lovely actually like you should say a book you would want to sit down and read yeah all cozy and just you know think of your memories your own memories of absolutely and it's just like she's such a personable narrator that it feels like a friend is you know telling Mm -hmm. you about because it's not written in a super stilted way or like even when it's talking about the history of stuff like it blends in pretty seamlessly Mm -hmm. but especially when she's writing about the books she loves or hates or was (laughs) completely traumatized by yeah she's there's a few books that she was very traumatized by one of which was Truel Peter I don't know if you know there's this German picture book uh, that I love because I like weird books <laughs> but she read it as like a five year old her father got it for her and she still feels betrayed by this act because it's all about like it's sort of a subversive book mm-hmm. so it's a story, short, series of short stories about children and how they get punished for oh. things they do oh but in a fun way <laughs> I'm not selling it <laughs> but yes it's just she just writes with so much love that I I would just thoroughly recommend this to oh. Yes. Well, it kind of connects to, to my book, mm-hmm. um, the, the Jenny Colgan one. Um, this is about uh, a lady who 
kind of doesn't have she's not settled um, she has a sister who's very settled who lives in Edinburgh um, but she's just a waitress and she just kind of not a waitress at all she works in a shop no, a haberdashery no. you just lied yes yeah. I did sorry um, <laughs> and um, like in a big big department store um, which very near Christmas basically everybody gets fired and it closes down so oh no yes I was nodding like oh it's going to be very stressful during Christmas yes yes I understand oh no, no this no. took a turn <laughs> okay um, oh. so it's like a family owned um, big mm. shop um, and basically yeah, um, it, it closes down. So she has to find something else to do. Um, our mum and her sister have a wee conversation um, and she ends up going and staying with her sister um, to help out with the kids because her sister's very pregnant. Um, and um, our sister is very, she's a lawyer and she's very kind of settled and everything. Um, and one of her clients owns a bookshop um, and basically he's been told the same kind of thing. The rents are rising, he's not going to be able to afford it, etc, etc. So he needs to turn the shop round. So his sister, the sister kind of talks the main character into working in shop, bringing oh. her um, non-waitressing skills to um, <laughs> <laughs> to kind of try and help. So the sister, who I've completely forgotten the name of now, which is terrible because I've literally just finished it. No, I wouldn't have remembered Lucy's name had no. her name not been undercover. Uh, Carmen, Carmen, ah, her name is. Yeah. Um, she basically goes into the shop owned by an old man who, the shop is more about a kind of, his family um, because he lives above it and um, you know it's he doesn't like selling books basically but he wants to keep them all but he has to sell them to make money anyway so she turns it into kind of more of a Christmassy store oh. um, and there's a bit in it when she decides to do some um, storytelling for kids um, and she reads um, The Little Match Girl I think it's oh, called yes. um, at forgetting as you do that the match girl dies at the end. She would have traumatised Lucy <laughs> yeah. for sure. Yes, yes exactly. Yeah, uh-huh. um, but it's actually a lovely bit in the story because the kids are all sitting there um, and it's suddenly like, what do you mean she's... She's, she's gone? Uh, because everything nowadays is a bit more... You know, there's not that kind of ending to many stories, mm-hmm. if you know what I mean. Um, and lovely, this little girl who's not spoken for quite some time asks a question um, which is quite nice. Aww. She kind of speaks. Um, there's also a fantastic bit in it when she decides just to um, park her nieces and nephews in front of the Muppets Christmas Carol, maybe. <laughs> Forgetting again that kids maybe don't... The kids have been um, taught differently. Uh, um, so they've got a, a nanny who's very much into yoga and, and this kind oh, of thing. So they've never really seen Muppets before. Uh, and so they have that... No. <laughs> because they play it straight. Yes. It's like the Muppets are just characters yes, along exactly. with the humans. And to be fair, it's one of my favourite Christmas yeah, movies. Yeah, I will watch yeah. it every year. Um, but it comes to the bit when we meet the, the ghost of Christmas past. Not the Christmas yet to come uh-huh. who is quite scary and oh, yes, version yes, of yes, Christmas yes. Um, and they're terrified oh. and come running in and she has to go back in and kind of you know, say no this actually has a happy ending I was supposed to how, will, how do they trust her though she's already <laughs> betrayed exactly. their trust I don't think Lucy's got over her father's betrayal but it's just a lovely book as I say it's not my usual kind of thing yeah. um, but it's a Christmas book just mm. kind of cuddling up with it um, 
you know, there's love interests and it's just got all the ingredients you want at Christmas. Yeah, um, something easy. Yes, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh, yeah. you don't need to concentrate too much no, on it. No, I, I agree, yeah. But there's a lot in it if you want there to be. Yeah. Um, and it has a happy ending, which is good because I always like a happy ending. Oh, that's um, good. But yes, it's very much, and because it's set in Edinburgh as well, um, and Edinburgh is very much described in here as all the wee kind of side streets and how some buildings have like basements that are above uh-huh. other things and yeah. things like that. It's, it's very oh, well. Oh, I love it. Um, and because it's Christmas, obviously, she's talking about all the Christmas lights in the shops and, you know, all that kind of a stuff. Oh, and it did, it made me feel, even though I was reading it on a, a kind of wet, rainy evening, it did make me feel kind of festive oh um, that's so it was, good it was lovely yeah um, and there is a second one that's just come out which oh, nice. I, I think a lot street. of the patrons at least in our branch would for sure love that yes, book. she's a very popular writer yes. here. <laughs> and just the correct time well thinking very differently and so this is something that i've heard described coziness as mm-hmm. so like in winter you're feeling you know you like sort of it being cold outside and then like layering up to yes. feel warm so you want to feel cold and then so you know that it's cold outside and on the other flip side of that what makes me feel festive for the last couple of years is reading murder mysteries <laughs> in, so it's like oh you know it's getting dark early and you know it's a bit like yeah you don't like the dark as humans you might you think of all murder ghosts like ghosts in my case like I think of all these things so it's like I almost find like reading murder mysteries in especially in winter and in the lead up to Christmas and just even in January and things is almost a way of that of layering yourself up so you're like home safe mm-hmm. and you know you're with the hot chocolate obviously oh, so. and with layers and blankets maybe a cat on your lap and you're <laughs> reading or watching mm-hmm. uh, stuff people being killed and <laughs> <laughs> trying to figure out and you're getting like completely engrossed mm-hmm. in the mystery of it so Deadlock is a show that I just happened upon um, of, like some time ago and I added it to my watch list on Amazon Prime if you have it um, and it's a show that I started watching last week and then binged uh, over uh, the weekend because I had to, it was very compelling. Mm-hmm. It's set in a small town in Tasmania, uh, in Australia. And it's all like, I think they're all really popular Australian um, actors and things were in it. Mm-hmm. I didn't know. This is, I think this is my f- the first Australian show I've ever watched. And what I've realized is that Australian brains work in very strange ways. <laughs> because it's a bizarre, really weird, oh. really funny show. So it's this small town, right? So there's like a faction of sort of working class, blue collar workers who are a, not always, but a little more conservative in their outlook towards life um along with um uh, like yeah so now people from like sydney have come like this lesbian collective has like taken oh. over this not taken over this town but they've mm-hmm. come in as well so it's about how these two very different kinds of things coexist with each other because and the show makes fun of both sides mm-hmm. like it's like it's like equal opportunity mockery <laughs> all over and there's like a sort of strand of uh, sort of indigenous people as well like aboriginal sort of uh, contemporary aboriginal people who live there and like there's this rich towns woman who's like like you know secretly racist and like but like just puts money around everywhere so all these different bits and pieces in the background of all these bodies (laughs) these people being killed and it's largely men being killed 
and it's only men being killed okay. actually <laughs> and it's just so funny mm-hmm. and it's the the way that it's eight episodes so i not that murder is funny and men being Absolutely killed is funny no but it is a very funny <laughs> show the characters like i think it, some of the characters grow on you like mm-hmm. there's one especially in the beginning who's pretty abrasive and then stick with it i i promise it especially if you like murder mysteries but also like a satire of murder mysteries almost mm-hmm. but having said that the mystery itself is really compelling like mm-hmm. i was guessing right till the end mm-hmm. because they keep i think that's what good mysteries do like they have red herrings mm-hmm. that seem really likely mm-hmm. and then you're going in that direction and you're like oh wait no this is like no this is actually not there's an explanation for it but it just keeps going on so well that until the last episode the reveal is so mm-hmm. satisfying because it only happens in the last like half an hour or something but it leads up to it so you're like oh maybe but then you're distracted by oh. something else it's just <laughs> a fantastic show and it makes fun of everybody uh which i love as well and it's also yeah just a serial killer there oh this sounds definitely up my street uh, you um, love it i think yes mm-hmm. and please on nicely to yeah. to my last book uh-huh. Um, which is Poirot's Christmas. Um, so it's a murder mystery set at Christmas. Um, so perfect. Perfect. Um, and I just wanted to read the um, the first bit um, from Agatha Christie, who basically um, is dedicating it to James, um, who I think is her brother-in-law, who's basically said that our last few books, um, he wanted to see more blood and, like, you know, proper murder. So basically mm. she said, you complained that my murders were getting too refined. You yearned for a good violent murder with lots of blood. A murder where there was no doubt about it being murder. Ah. So this is your special story <laughs> written just for you. Aww. And it is oh, um, <laughs> for one of Agatha Christie's who usually is quite... Yeah, it's pretty you know, sedate. Yes, uh-huh. yeah. um, there is a lot of blood. Ah. Um, but basically Poirot's sitting um, just before Christmas with a chief inspector somewhere um, having a nice cup of tea. Um, and basically he gets a call to say that there's been a murder at a big um, posh house um, and they go and investigate but the good thing about it is that the first part of the book is more from the characters in the house so it's like um, this father um, he's got like a son who lives in the house with his wife he's got another son who's a politician he's got another son who's kind of went off around the world um, because he's a bit naughty um, oh. He had a daughter who moved to Spain and was disowned because she married um, somebody else. And basically he invites everybody to the house for Christmas. So all these personalities are coming to the house with all their baggage, basically. Um, so there's a daughter belonging to his daughter, who nobody's ever met before. Um, and it's quite interesting to see how everybody reacts to everybody else. Um, and then there's this murder. Um and it's a locked room murder, oh. so you don't know how it's been done. And Agatha Christie does it very well. She does um. do it very well. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it, because I've been listening to a couple of Miss Marple audiobooks as well, like mm. in the lead up, not specifically for this, just because, you know, when it gets cold, I want to listen to people being murdered. <laughs> <laughs> so, but in that as well, you know what I was talking to you about Deadlock, mm-hmm. and it sounds like in this as well, 
there's so much potential like you know there's so many red herrings mm-hmm. that you're like convinced that oh no I'm so clever I know it's this person I know you're trying to drive our attention away but it's this person but actually it's like this whole <laughs> you know I love yeah. that that's I, what this is like you know you yeah. think at one point you know it's the wife of the brother uh-huh. and then you think oh no it's the daughter no, yeah. and then you think oh that person's not actually who they say it is yes. and there's there's lots of clever bits in it about the butler kind of when somebody comes to the door he gets mistaken that it's one of the other sons yeah. and things like that and you kind of go oh so right, right okay exactly, I know what's happening exactly. um, and it's just throwaway references uh-huh, yeah. as well and at the end you're like really? Yeah. what? Yeah. And How, it where makes did that come from? sense though like once you sort of know and like it's it was the same with Deadlock which is why I loved it mm-hmm. I thought it was so cleverly done and it's such a fresh twist on like Agatha Christie obviously classic mm-hmm. she still feels super contemporary yes. because I've not like yeah Miss Marple like I'd read I think a couple maybe like about 10 years ago but I'm revisiting them now and it still feels like you know it it could have been written now Absolutely. about now like she's a contemporary writer and her uh, brother or whoever friend James would love Ted Locke as well there's lots <laughs> of roles so one of the not this is not a spoiler I don't think um, one of the things is the tongues are taken out Ew. of so it is very gross and Ew. gory so you see some tongues mm-hmm. of so um, spoiler <laughs> boring to people who are grossed out by tongues yes. <laughs> but yeah it is it is quite gory but in a really fun way Excellent. I quite like the idea that um, you know, sitting down, watching, like binge watching as well at this time of year, mm-hmm. um, whether it's a horrible tongue murder or whether it's <laughs> you know something else is is great. You know, these the kind of longer nights you can just sit on the couch, as you say, with a cat to keep you warm. Mm-hmm. Um, watching binge watching something is is great. Um, I, however, binge read, and basically oh. you know these long nights mean that I read quite a lot more oh, than I usually good. do. <laughs> so you could participate in Iceland's annual tradition, the Yule Book Flood. Absolutely. I yeah. think there's a few countries that kind of do do that, that, you know, books are important um, uh-huh. at, at Christmas time. Um, I have asked Santa myself for a couple of books. Yeah, um, yes, <laughs> uh, which I know about. I, yes. hope you, I hope you get them. But yeah, I just love the idea of building your own tradition, sort of like the winter that's become, like I don't watch a lot of movies usually like I mean I do I love movies but there's always usually a TV show going or a book or you know something else life Uh, but when it gets darker I feel like there's less pressure Mm -hmm. to go out and enjoy like the weather or go out and do things you can very guiltlessly just be a sofa person just read just watch just you know like consume whatever comfort you can find or tongue murders <laughs> that you find uh, yeah it's just like I love uh, people just making up their own traditions yes. so hopefully there's festive traditions plenty yes. all of this month I think everybody does have their own you know strange and weird um, Christmas especially traditions you know that in Christmas day certain people open present like before Christmas mm-hmm. on Christmas Eve yeah. and all that kind of stuff but I like the other traditions as well as you yeah. say the kind of non-Christmassy traditions that you do at Christmas if that makes sense yeah that's true (laughs) but you're right about like I was watching this uh, movie again on Prime because you know like it's now I'm watching (laughs) I've become a watcher of stuff but there was this family it's called Your Christmas or Mine Part 2 there was a part 1 last year Mm -hmm. and this family this English family goes over to Austria uh, for Christmas 
and um, there apparently they have Christmas dinner on Christmas Eve like that's their yeah. tradition mm-hmm. and this family is completely horrified <laughs> that's not right that's, this is like why I can't have Christmas dinner can't be had on Christmas Eve this is sacrilegious uh, so yeah it's just like it's funny the way like you know how you're both open to and like completely flabbergasted yeah. by traditions that are different from your own because uh, we've got an American now in the family uh-huh. um, and they don't really do turkey on Christmas Day. That's mm. more of a Thanksgiving thing. Yeah. On Christmas Day, they do ham. Oh. Ham. Oh. It's very strange. But then you think a couple hundred years ago, we really did goose That's on true. Christmas rather than turkey. So. That's um, true. Well, we did um, like bougie brownies and stuffed cookies last Christmas. Excellent. So, Excellent. You know, and like, <laughs> so we took that to Jack, like my partner's family's mm-hmm. house. They loved it. We loved it. Happy Christmas all around. <laughs> so, you know, new tradition. Maybe. Yes. Question mark. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a, that should be maybe bees um, yeah. next year. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it's, you know, yeah. So, like, I think different ways of feeling festive and they don't necessarily need to mirror each other no. because... I think a few weeks ago I told one of our co-workers that, you know, just this time of year Christmas just puts me in the mood for some murder, <laughs> mystery reading, not like me murdering people. Mm. And he looked at me quite strange. He's like, does it? <laughs> so, yeah, so it's just, I yeah, think, different everybody's things. Everybody's got something different. Yeah, yes. everyone has a bit of a quirk in their brain. Yes. They say Australians, for sure. Exactly. Mm. And I'm sure B has her own strange traditions herself I'm sure yeah well I I can't wait to see B all in her festive glory this time around so yeah keep an eye out on our social media pages to see B and our books but I think otherwise B will be pretty happy with what we've offered so far so what about our first episode of the new year what's it going to be um, it is new year new you is there a question mark after um, that? I'm not sure. Okay. Yes. Oh. Um, but usually in, in the libraries um, in the new year, we have a display that is new year, new you. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll be interested to see what that means to you. Maybe this time there should be a new year, new you. Or yes. just a new year, old you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> don't, don't know. We'll find out. We will find out. But thank you so much for listening. Goodbye. Bye.